that's basically the, one of the worst aspects of social media is we all look at the other person in their moment of victory and think, well, I'm a loser. Welcome to the Aesthetics Mastery Show. I'm Dr. Tim Pierce. Hi, I'm Miranda Pierce. And today we're talking about the Kardashians. Fake, not to fake, real, hold back your best photos, curate, what's the right thing to do? Do you have an obligation? We're going to dive into some of the ethics around aesthetics and beauty because it involves all of us who try and create beauty, who curate the pictures that we create and who puts the stuff out online for other humans to make decisions about what to do with their lives. So this was a few days ago. There was a big furore because Khloe Kardashian had a picture taken of her next to a swimming pool, which we all actually thought she looked hot in. But there was some, you know, imperfections shown. And then one of her team put it out without her permission. Then there was a big PR kind of kerfuffle where they tried to retract it. And then there was a big backlash because we all said, come on, Khloe, you know, stop being so perfect. So... This is important for aesthetic clinicians because obviously we put out before and afters. To what extent do you think that humans have a, a duty to other humans to not put out fakery? Well, the, the underlying problem with this, that there's, there's many ways of looking at this and, that, and people see this from many different points of views. But the, the, the core issue would be if you're giving someone a mirage to aim for, which means they look at themselves and they compare themselves, which people do do, of course, that's basically one of the worst aspects of social media is we all look at the other person in their moment of victory and think, well, I'm a loser. And uh, this is what happens with, um, in, if it's not real, you give someone an impossible goal. So, the, and this is the accusation against the, the, the Kardashians, which I think is almost certainly a fair accusation, is that if you, if you give someone the idea that they can go from, a, let's say, to make it simpler, a six out of 10 to a nine and a half or a 10 out of 10, but that's not real. You create a, a, an unsolvable problem yeah. for people who are solving, who, who are following that, that example. And that creates suffering because no matter what you do, you will never be like the Kardashians. And you may think it's to do with having a bit more filler or losing a bit more weight, but it's not. It's, it's about having a really good editor. <laughs> and really what the competition is, is between the, the, the different photoshoppers out there uh, who can create the perfect situation. And that's very sad because there's real human suffering at the bottom of it. Yeah. Because, And I, I see this even within the aesthetics industry. People will look at a before and after and go looking for the injection technique that will create that. When, whereas I know enough about photography just to say that is fantastic presentation more than it is injection technique. It's probably a good injection technique, but don't think you're going to learn the angle of insertion of the needle and come up with that stunning result every time because there's a lot of work that goes into the presentation. And we, we, need, we need to, to, that's the issue we're talking about, which is at what point does great presentation create an unsolvable problem for the viewer, yeah. for, the, for the people consuming that content? I think it's a really good way of putting it. We just can't achieve that um, that standard. So is it her duty then, especially as a very big influencer, one of the biggest in the world, to put out, yes, if she wants, some lovely picture of herself. We all do it. You know, when we go into the Christmas do, we put a nice picture of us looking looking our best. Should she then also put out the more normal pictures? Is it her duty? I, I think you could argue once you've got enough of a following that it may become a duty. And that's only if you are in touch with the, the suffering that it creates with people who believe it's real and they set out to, to achieve it and can't. Um, I think if you're much smaller and like it's just you and your friends at school, I mean, 
it it is the same issue, but it's a it's a you're not really creating a culture. I mean, th those guys, the Kardashians, are powerful enough to create a culture, and if they create a culture that has built-in suffering because it's not real, then that's that's something that we need to we need to talk about and solve, and that's why everyone's talking about it because it does highlight that that the, what they put out there is real is only a small sliver of what's real, and maybe if we knew more of it fewer people would be in, in a form of suffering by assuming something is true that isn't. I think I want to pick up on something you said there about what we all do, though, because I think we're all curating our life to some extent, aren't we? You know, I, I walk around the garden on my Instagram stories in my dressing gown with no filter. I used to have a filter, but I chose not, I choose not to now. Um, and just being very honest. But then I don't choose to, you know, put out an Instagram story if we've had an argument or something like that. So I am, I am naturally curating it. But are you saying that it doesn't matter because I'm not as big of a, as an influencer as her? Well, I, th I think it's, it's, but we, I mean, even if forget about social media, if your neighbors come around, you curate what you tell them yeah. as well. So, you know, we, we are constantly doing it. It is normal human behavior. Um, I think it, it certainly gets, gets into a whole different realm when it, it isn't even your real life. Like if it, if it's been so edited, like there's certainly at least one of the famous pictures of her that went viral that was, that was about 80% Photoshop. Cause you can see that in fact, hopefully Shetty can get it up. Um, and show the, um, the the real the moment of that picture was taken versus the one that was published and how vastly different they were, and and that's where you've crossed the line is when it's it's not a section of reality that's amplified it's not even reality yeah. and and that that creates an unsolvable problem for the audience and that means people are left in a situation that isn't inspiring in a way that could so because because there is something worth thinking about which is. The other side of this is, you know, the whole like we should love everyone as they are and, and we shouldn't ever judge anyone for their looks. And that's a lovely idea. And I think in terms of loving humans as spirits, that is how you should go about the world if you can. But you can't ignore that youth is beautiful and youth has a value to it that old age doesn't. And, and, and this is sad, but it's the tragedy of life. Like we get older and we get less valuable because we've got less time left on the earth and we're no longer fertile we can no longer work and give yeah. 50 years of our life to the to the next generation like you can when you're 20 and that's built into why we value youth and beauty but at the same time um if you create something to aim at that's that that you will never get you you've created a value that's impossible to achieve and, and that's where that's where it becomes unethical what about the role of aesthetic clinicians generally in society so how society views beauty now we're all putting out before and afters and naturally when we say there's a before oh look this person looks better in the after are we augmenting society's view of what beauty is and what we should all aim for this is something actually i think dr harris says which is that maybe if you if you put out a, a new version of beauty and enough people perceive it that you might change people's perception of beauty so that there, there may be something in that that's quite a hard thing to study actually because you you, you it, it's it's basically quite hard to to be certain about what they're what they're after is it a cultural thing or are they really perceiving it as beautiful are they associating with status you know there are lots of other reasons why people go after things um but if you get it right and you actually create a more beautiful youthful form because we all know we don't take it doesn't take any training to know when someone is 19 versus when they're 45 and the average person is going to say well th there's more beauty in, in youth you can still be a beautiful 45 year old but it's different so are we i don't think that we are changing the value there 
But what we are doing is realigning it with something that is perceived as more valuable. And that this is where the whole culture war really gets started, which is if you say that it's more valuable because that, then you're also saying the people who aren't that are less valuable, not the people, not their spirit, but the, you know, the thing that they, that they represent. You know, if you say a straight nose or, you know, fuller lips are more beautiful, you're saying that the other is less valuable. And that's where it gets painful for people because, say out loud. because we don't like to say that about people and we want everyone to feel loved. Uh, you know, I think most people would like that, but at the same time, we just have, we happen to value certain things. And the only way out of that is to destroy what you value as well and say that beauty doesn't matter, which is also a very sad thing to lose. So we're, we're stuck in this, in this problem where you have to say, well, it's more beautiful. I get a different feeling when I look at that face. It is therefore has a different value to the, to the 90 year old. You know, and that's a bit painful, but but it is what it is, and that's the battle we're in. Is are are you going to accept that it's okay to rep hold up beauty as something to aspire to or not? But on the other end, you don't want to hold up something that you will never attain to aspire to. Yeah, there's a line I think that the Kardashians have crossed. I, I think the answer is that it's through I believe personal development because if we, we I think everyone should be able to see images of beauty, youth, whatever, and think, okay, cool. That's great for you. But to be honest, I'm not that fast about my, you know, dorsal hump on my nose. So I'm all right, thanks. And that's the perfect, that's the perfect outcome, isn't it? Yeah. And I actually think most people are like that. I don't think the average person scrolling through Instagram who sees how beautiful she is immediately is crippled by personal insecurity. I think that happens to some people. I think it's probably way more likely when you're 16. Yeah. You know, we, we've got a, a, a boy who's coming to the age of self-awareness. And it's really interesting seeing the tiny insignificant things that embarrass him, um, which didn't embarrass him, him two years ago and almost certainly will not embarrass him, him in 10 years time. You know, but you, you go through different psychological stages where these things become almost like they can possess you. Um, and I think that's what people are afraid of is, you know, your 16 year old daughter looking at this thinking, I will never be like that. How, what, or what can I do to be like that and feeling awful about it. But it's very hard to know whether that same emotion is purely created by that or whether it could be the girl three years older at high school who gives that exact yeah. impression. Um, because it's part of that development, but it certainly doesn't help when you when it's actually impossible to look like that. It's a fake. It's a fake idea. So, as aesthetic clinicians, what can we? Do? How can we play our part in the non-fakery? Well, um, I think there's something to be said for, for 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 putting out both, if you like. You know, I, I I've seen people do this, which I really like with lips, which is they do their before and after with the gloss that everyone puts on. And then there's a third picture saying this is what it looked like with no with no presentation. Because that shows you the spectrum of, um, mm. of, of, of presentation and it's really open and honest. And they can, they can go up at the great picture and say, oh, they look great. And then they can look at the real one and say, well, that's more what to expect. And I don't think you can lose doing that. I think that's an awesome. I've not seen that. I think that's freaking awesome. I think that would really set you apart as mm. well from the, from the rest of the crowd. Yeah. And as, as human beings as well, can we be putting ourselves out in our marketing and sort of showing that we, I saw a post the other day from a colleague who was talking about how pores are normal, you know, and how you don't need to try and obliterate them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always say in the consultation, um, you know, aging is normal. And, and before I do a facial assessment, I, I always say to people, there's actually nothing wrong with your face. This is what happens to faces as they get older. What, what I need to do is find out if there's something I can re improve or remove that makes you feel great about tomorrow. You know, it's, it's about that psychological transformation and some of the things I can improve and remove won't make any difference to you. And you need to just tell me, I not, I don't want that because there's nothing, I'm not going to say that there's something wrong with a wrinkle. It's just, it's a thing. It's, it's, it, what's, what it only becomes wrong when it's holding you back. 
So you, you should, if you can let people choose in that way, it's more empowering. And that's what people say. That's the feedback we got back from when we did our systematic facial analysis with patients is they would say, you know what, I thought that would feel awkward, but it actually felt empowering. Yes. And, and that's, that's the, the ideal balance, which is that you're 100% accepting and forgiving of people who don't, who don't basically fit the ideal technical beauty mold because they're happy with it. So it, it's like I always say with Simon Weston, because he's, he's such a great example of someone who has a, who doesn't meet the beauty ideals, but he is comfortable in his own skin. And therefore I would say as an aesthetic clinician, there's nothing I can do for him because he's happy. Um, he says quite famously that there's nothing he would change in his life. And when you first see someone who's horribly scarred, you imagine that's the only thing they think about. So he has transcended his scars and they now have a, a purpose and a meaning built in with them. And you just cannot tell by looking at someone's face whether they've done that or not. And our job as, as aesthetics clinicians is to find out what is holding someone back and to free them from it, um, but not to tell them what's wrong with them. And I, I think what the problem with the Kardashians is, is there's this implication that these regular imperfections are, are, are not acceptable and they, because they prevent, present such an airbrushed version of reality that to the impressionable mind, it can give this idea that, that this is where you've got to aim for. But we all know now that you cannot get there without a photographer and, a, and someone who's good at Photoshop to curate your images. And it's nothing to do with what their life is actually like. So let us know what you think in the comments. I know this is a controversial and interesting issue. I think it's helpful to understand it because once you get your philosophy in alignment with what you really believe, instead of trying to win the game, online. Um, I think you'll do better work and your patients will like you more and you'll be prouder of what you do in your life. So I really hope this helps all of you become aligned with what you truly believe and conduct yourself in that way um, because it's helped me enormously do that in my practice. So let us know in the comments and don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you next week. Take care.